sometimes you want to talk about being pretty and it ends up making you feel beautiful. This is the Wayward Podcast. This is Brianna Buckmaster. This is Kim Rose. I did full on newscaster for that one. I enjoy that though. I enjoy your newscaster. It's like one of my little skills that I keep in my back pocket for when I need them. Like right now. Like right now. And the weather outside today is windy and mostly cloudy. And noisy because we're over an air vent. Why are we over an air vent, Kimberly? Well, let me tell you, Brianna. <laughs> um, we uh, This is our inaugural neither in my closet nor on Skype podcast because we're in a hotel room. Yeah, so after we so after we talk, talkity talk talk, mm-hmm. uh, we go make ourselves pretty. And you know what? It's so fun for me to get dressed up. I know I get sometimes too dressed up and I just don't give a shit because it's so fun for me. I love doing my makeup, doing my hair, having a reason to wear a dress because I don't do that in Vancouver. Vancouver's a pretty casual town fashion-wise. They have their own style for sure, which is um, quite chic, but it's not necessarily my style. It's the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't dress up that much. Even if I do go out for a date night or something, I, I do get really excited to go out for date night, mostly because I know I get to wear lipstick. Huh. Mm-hmm. Putting makeup on and getting dressed up, I used to equate with getting pretty. And I am evolving into being more tired and more confident. I don't feel the need to put on pretty as much. Yeah. Um... I also see pretty differently in Mm -hmm. other people than Mm -hmm. I used to. And that's nice because I really think that my ideal of pretty was defined for me early on. By who? My dad definitely had a big impact on it. My father, bless his heart, really felt that he had the, that he was entitled to define other women's bodies for them. Like when he found a woman unattractive, he took it as a personal offense to him. Oh dear. I used to go to the gym with him and he would get so angry at women whose bodies did not warrant the clothing that they were. And he would, he was legitimately angry. He was legitimately upset. And you know, I grew up with that. I grew up with the idea that someone else gets to define my worth. And so it's taken a long time for me to realize I get to define my worth. And by extension, I allow other people to do the same thing. For me, I think a lot of my thoughts about beauty are in reference to how I felt about how I looked when I was younger. And I was very overweight when I was young. And so when I would do similar things, as I told you before, like I had such a, I have a, such a um, nerdy makeup uh, passion. And I, when I was younger, I was not the kind of teenager that would go out to parties. I would stay home and practice makeup skills. And I did that all, every other weekend, all the time. I practiced on my friends. And I just loved it so much, but I didn't often love it on me. Um, I just felt like there was this thing when I was younger that no matter how much makeup I put on, uh uh-oh, there she goes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I just didn't quite feel attractive. And so as I grew up, I did start, my body changed, my confidence changed, 
my wisdom changed. I moved a lot and opened up, expanded that bubble uh, from, you know, a small town girl and lots changed. But uh, I started accepting the beauty that I already had um, and started having more fun with my looks because I got to feel pretty. Uh, the older I get, the prettier I feel. And I think the more I... Um, um, experiment with fashion and my body and how much of my sh I show of my body or don't show of my body and um, certainly makeup what I what I got from what you were saying is like as a kid you were fascinated with it and the alchemy and the magic mm -hmm. it could do mm -hmm. but you didn't do it on yourself because you knew no amount of makeup would do the magic that you wanted it to yeah like you there was a there was no hope in makeup yeah so what then that translated to in my head is like a lot of times I I realize I see putting on makeup as insecurity and that's not true. You didn't put on makeup because you were insecure mm -hmm. because you thought it wouldn't so why bother? Mm -hmm. It wouldn't do what I it wouldn't do the magic that I want it to. Mm -hmm. And now as you are evolving into owning your own beauty, you put on makeup as a loving celebration exactly. of your beauty. Yeah. It's not compensating. It's not a weakness. It's a magnification yeah. and like a luxury. Decorations at the party. Yeah. You know? It's fun for me to put on makeup, to put on lashes, to put on sparkles, to have a cute purpley pink lipstick. That's just like me nerding out. That's me. That's me using you know watercolors that's me sketching a sketch do you know what I mean it's my artistry I guess um but it is definitely like as I get older I have more appreciation for my own beauty do you know what's funny is do you remember that show what not to wear do you remember that show do you remember that show what not to wear where yes. they found people who yes. dressed in yes. very eccentric ways or just poorly maybe I don't know to their standards and they'd capture them and they'd redo their wardrobe I wonder how it would go over now because lots of times they grab people and they the people are like, but I like dressing like this. People, they do, like maybe somebody had piercings and dreadlocks and they go, no, 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 that's covering up your beauty. And I see their points. A lot of people do use other things such as makeup to hide, you know. I won't, you know, begrudge that idea, but a lot of people are just using it to express themselves. And the idea that, some, that something like this suggests that people need to kind of be uniformly beautiful it was like oh that's so strange and I don't think that would fly nowadays I think that TV show would have a hard time yeah well it's it's like you bring up tattoos mm -hmm. I think body modification is beautiful mm -hmm. me too I know that there are people who are actively repelled by them that mm -hmm. they can, and it's not it's not a it's not a reaction they can control mm -hmm. that when people see my tattoos or sometimes even my piercings yeah. they go oh oh why did you, why would you do that to yourself and so having to define what pretty means to me versus defining expressing myself yeah because i happen to think my tattoos are pretty yep but they make me feel more attractive. Yeah. And it's fun. Same as makeup, right? I had a similar experience when I got my septum pierced. And I got my septum pierced because I, too, since starting to do the conventions, found myself getting photographed a lot. And seeing myself a lot, I started to 
become bored <laughs> with my face. And I was like, okay, well, there's only so much makeup. I can't color my hair, even though I have colored it pink, but that's, that's a washout. Um, I can't really cut it. I always am wanting to change the way I look. So I got a piercing, knowing that a septum piercing was easy to hide and that it didn't leave a noticeable hole should I take it out. And I got the strangest reactions, mostly from men. Even my friends, even my male friends, who are very good friends of mine, who I won't mention now, uh, but who Kim knows, would be like, <laughs> um, so what's that about? And my husband liked it. My husband is, you know, into that kind of stuff. And uh, that was really the only man that I worried about when I got it. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people wanted to talk about it. So is it my right to define people as attractive? Is that ultimately insulting to say, you're so pretty? Well, I guess what the, the, the change for that would be, I think you're so pretty. Oh, Oh, do you know thank like you. yes, yeah. yes, 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 a gazillion. Thank you for helping me with that. I think beauty that. is very subjective, right? And also, um, in- insecurities are very personal. And I don't have the opportunity to delve in to what happened to you to make you feel unpretty. I think beauty is subjective, and so I try to. Same way I approach conflict from a from I speak place of myself, going my experience of this is. So instead of saying you're so pretty, it's similar to going you did this to me, <laughs> because people get defensive or they get uncomfortable. In this case, when we're talking about beauty, yes. they get uncomfortable. And just by saying you're so pretty, I am implying that my judgment should have an impact on you. Mm-hmm. Now, in this case. I would like it to have a positive impact. Mm-hmm. But in as I move through this world, what I'm trying to do more and more is encourage people to define themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm kind of sending a mixed message mm-hmm. if I'm defining them, even if what I'm defining them as is something they want to be. It yeah. still shouldn't be my job to say, you're pretty. So that helps me out a lot, and I'm yeah. going to change that immediately. Also, it takes the spotlight off of them. If you say, ah, I think you're really pretty. I love your dress. I love your lipstick. See, that's it. It might take the spotlight onto you again. I come into this with old patterns. Yeah. I come into this with as much as I want people to define themselves, I was trained that my job is to define other people for them. Mm -hmm. So if I am a good and loving person, I will define you in a way that makes you feel good about Mm -hmm. yourself. And I do that to myself when I look in a mirror. I love yesterday. When I saw you, Thursday when I saw you, I was like, you're wasting away. There's nothing left right. of you. And you said, I have not weighed myself. And when was the last time you were on a scale? Oh, God, I don't know. A year, year and a half? That's amazing. What a fucking gift. Yeah. And it wasn't a it wasn't a decision. I didn't go, I, I can't do this more. I'm not going to, I'm not going to start, I'm not going to weigh myself anymore. I just was like, oh, I don't feel like it. Oh. I'm busy. And then I just, I just, I just stopped being interested in it. Like, I have no problem. I'm not scared of the scale. I'm just like, it doesn't matter. I can tell when I feel like shit. And if I feel like shit, I probably have, like, loosened up. The less I think about it, the better my body looks. (laughs) Teach me your ways. When I, um, one of my best friends in the world, Scott, once, many years ago, left with my scale. Mm. And I was like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm taking your scale. 
Mm. I said, I can buy another one. And no shit. He looked right at me. He goes, we'll make the next one small because it's going up your ass. Oh, <laughs> well done. Um, I am still. Still a scaleaholic. Still not a not full aholic, but aware of I'm going to get on this and it's going to make me feel bad or good. Uh. As opposed to I'm going to get on this and it will be a reflection of my health or Mm. my well-being or it is full on. I'm going to get on that and that number will tell me if I'm pretty or not. Because you know what's funny about scales? Unless you do have a weight problem, which I have had a weight problem, a scale is just unnecessary information. It's completely unnecessary. It's so, and also so arbitrary. Again, this is an area. I can gain five pounds in two hours on a scale. Oh, yeah. Easily. Oh, and then I start the games of, um, did I poop yet? Yeah, what time did I weigh myself? How much water is in my system? Did I eat before I went to bed? How much of this, and. None of that matters in life, right? Oh, man, that is still an area where it matters to me. I'm not saying that weight doesn't matter, like in terms of health. There is like a healthy BMI, and certainly like I do think, I do want to perpetuate the idea that I I have health goals. I don't have weight goals. I don't have body goals. Oh. Um, and I can tell when I feel better. And I know when I feel better, I look better. And I know when I look better, I'm mentally better and you more confident. What? So I'm, life is just better. I'm going to move my scale when I get home. I still have it. And it's just collecting dust. I have not. I just never even look at it. But I do, like, I, I do things for my body. It's not like I can completely, I liked when you told me that I looked fit. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, do, I am conscious of my body, but I just think a scale is useless information. I also am very careful to not say, you look great, you've lost weight. I think you can, when you know a person, I think you can effectively make them feel better by commenting on their body. Well, and when but you, you know really it's a have goal. to know them. Yes, yes. It's a goal or um, there's a few people that in the fandom I've seen evolve healthier mm-hmm. and happier mm-hmm. and growing into the and I'm proud of them not because oh you got skinny and now mm-hmm. you're closer to mm-hmm. a stereotypical ideal but you feel good and the light and in their it. eyes come on yes. and that to me is beautiful and that is like there's again back to the scales like there's nothing there's no number like uh, when I first started losing weight when I was in my 20s and I, I just felt like I was coming into myself I remember going away I was in between years in college going back home to my parents place for the summer and then coming back to the city for college and people were like whoa I lost like 30 pounds or something that summer and I just acted differently and people were commenting they're like I like this new Brianna and I just instantly kind of felt like I became the woman I always knew I was supposed to be which is very similar to the woman I am now um but I think that that happens if you do lose weight for the right reasons. So here's here's another area of beauty. Um, you said losing weight for the right reasons. Also, I do Botox. Mm-hmm. I have shit shoved in my face. Yeah. Um, I like not having eyebrow lines that are so deep that small children fall into them when they <laughs> cross my forehead. But 
knowing whether I'm doing things to my face to ascribe to a societal ideal. Because so far, I feel pretty confident that the things I've done to my face, I've done to make me happy. Mm -hmm. Especially when nobody else notices. Exactly, yeah. I'm like, well, I notice and I'm super happy. That's the key, man. Um... You know, it occurs to me also that as I've had a perspective change as I get older here, maybe my perspective will continue to change as I get older and wiser. Yeah. And my friend Brianna suggests that I not stand on the scale four times a yes, day. Yes. I'm I I can get behind. I I can <laughs> I I respect that you do things to your face. I would never that's your that's your body, but I will encourage you to not look at that number because you are a very fit woman who does not need to worry about her weight. It's ne- it's it's never going to be of concern to anybody but you. I like that. I'm not going to sit here and tell you you should feel a certain way about yourself. That's an inside job, and that's not my job. My job is to be a reflection of um, the lack of importance in that yeah. to all of the people that love you. Um. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. Well, I guess I learned something about you today. I learned something about you, and I already knew I loved you. (laughs) I love you, too. Thank you, Brianna Buckmaster. Thank you, Kim Rhodes.